Hello everyone and welcome back to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. This is episode 24, Read the Room. Before we jump in, we'd like to give a shout out to Parable Games and their setting neutral horror TTRPG called Shiver. We recently had the pleasure of sitting down with Charlie, lead writer for Shiver, to play a cosmic horror one-shot, set in the Oasis of course, using their system and we had a really great time. Shiver's setting neutral systems made it really easy to adapt to the high-tech, low life of the cyberpunk future, and its mechanics provided a lot of flexibility as a DM for me to be able to basically choose a story anywhere between Scooby-Doo Monster of the Week to Cabin in the Woods to cosmic unstoppable horror that will eventually consume us all. If you're looking to play some spooky tabletop games this Halloween, definitely check out Shiver by Parable Games. You can find Shiver available for purchase on drivethroughrpg.com or at parablegames.co.uk. Anyway, with that out of the way, let's dive right into the story. This is episode 24, Read the Room. Sadoi flexes her arm, testing out the addition of the new Siberian cooler she invented and then assembled. She glances at Mavis, a concerned look crossing her stern face for just a brief moment, and then instructs her base-level internal operating system to power up the cooling equipment. As the fans in her arm begin to lightly hum, she watches as the environment temperature differential on her Biomon and her central nervous thermoregulation signals begin to drop slowly, each in sync with the other. She sighs a heavy exhale of relief. The cyberware seems to be functioning within expected parameters. We never figured out the uh, humanity loss from this Ooh, thing. Oh, we didn't figure out the humanity loss for this. Oh, that's true. I, I feel at this point that Mavis is the one losing humanity. Uh, <laughs> actually? Or gaining it. <laughs> no, no, you're not gaining shit. Humanity loss really only occurs whenever you're enhancing the human abilities above and beyond what they would normally be, right? You mean like adding a cooling system? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you make a fair point in that humans were not meant to live in this <laughs> nope. scorn of God's creation. How expensive was this thing to create? This was a premium item. I'm going to rule this as being very similar to a toxin binder, which adds plus two to resist torture and drugs. Makes sense. Yeah, since this is adding a resistance to a different kind of hazard. That makes sense. We'll uh, just have it do the same. So that's going to be a 1d6 divided by two and round up. Same deal for, like, the thing I have, or...? Yeah, each one's gonna have the same thing. I think probably the really expensive ones don't have humanity loss, but this one does. So it's three. I feel like I'm getting relatively close to cyberpsychosis now. I'm <laughs> under 30 humanity. <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly above 30, so... <laughs> <laughs> I am also slightly above 30. I'm becoming even more of an asshole. What? Mm -hmm. No. So, Sadoi, you've got your new piece in your arm. Iso, you were delivered back home by the same automated transport. They delivered you back home. Reed, you came back after having a couple drinks. Everyone goes to bed and wakes up the next morning. Part of the thing that wakes you up is the hustle and bustle outside on the streets. There are a lot of people moving around outside today. There are cars honking and people yelling at each other, occasional spurts of gunfire from the distance. The city seems really tense right now. What's the temperature like right now? So it's early in the morning in the Oasis and it's already about 32 to 34 degrees Celsius, which comes out to about 90 degrees Fahrenheit. That's pretty warm. Today is the last day of preparation before the wave 
Tomorrow, it's expected to hit upwards of probably 120 degrees Fahrenheit, which comes out to 48 degrees Celsius. Well, fuck me. So today's the last day, and it is clear by even just peering out the windows. People are running around hauling things from place to place. There are fist fights on the street over reflective material and insulation. The city is very tense and chaotic at the moment. As you peer down off the side of the apartment building that you're at, you can see one or two of these strange looking robotic creatures that put two and two together. They're the things Mr. Atlas was mentioning, breaking up one of these fights, grabbing the people and dragging them by their feet away from each other. Ooh, okay. You've all woken up and ended up meeting in Sadoy's place because uh, Sadoy was still asleep and Mavis was not at her place. Mavis, I have very mixed opinions on what happened last night. Something happened between you two last night? What do you mean? What happened last night? Well, I very, did, I appreciate- Did we fuck? <laughs> I swear, if we fuck, I do not remember it, so I'm gonna be pretty upset. Mavis, I do not fuck. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I've rescind that rescindion. <laughs> There's a hammering on the door. You go and open it, and Reed is standing there, kind of massaging his head a little bit. He looks up at you guys and sees you all kind of standing around. Hey, Reed. Hello, Reed. Hey. Don't suppose you've got another one of those uh, robot cooling arm things, have you? Uh, Listen, you can have blueprint, you can have fabrication schematics, and you can go get it made somewhere else, but it take me about six hours to make one, and I have to make one for Mavis, because Mavis was stupid and destroyed last one. Uh, oh, Mavis. Well, that's not... Really? No, okay. Whatever. Did you also stab the sofa again? No. No, Mavis stabbed herself. Not sofa. Why? To, to prove a point. point. Out of all the reasons to stab oneself, to save face is a pretty good one. Like, Reed just, like, stands there for a moment, just, like, massages his fucking temple and just goes, let me know where I can get the parts. You can get parts, but I do not have time to make for you. You cannot just get parts. You have to go get and make somewhere at other, like, tech place. (sighs) Which, good luck with that right now. I mean, aren't you worried they will steal your schematics? Yeah. Maybe you are not, cannot have schematic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you make good points. Maybe next time when you've got a fucking shit ton of problems and a crowd surrounding your fucking vehicle, I don't talk him down. Oh shit. What is. Uh, let me just uh, text you this file. So, Sadoi, you direct your agent. Your agent uh, gathers together the appropriate files, creates a little shopping list, and then dumbs it down about four levels for what it expects, uh, and then hands it over to Reed. Nice. Oh, right. uh, Mavis, by the way, I've got a med tech for you. Oh, brilliant. And he sort of uh, pings it over through the agents, I guess. Thanks, thanks. Uh, They any good, you know? I don't know. Ask ISO. I mean, look at my arm. It's installed. Mm, okay, the stitching's a little rough. And they but didn't threaten to stab me. I guess it'll do. Uh, brilliant. Okay, thank you. Anyway, I'd better go shopping, I guess. Make sure I can get the parts. Oh, Reed, uh, if you're gonna go, I could go for some Beth and Jenny's ice cream. If you can't get me a tub. 
you want to come with copyright you gotta you gotta avoid copyright <laughs> so as you're saying like oh you should come with me you look over at iso and see that iso is still kind of fucked up <laughs> like he's still pretty injured we I, I think it's it's important we don't forget this like iso yeah. is still in the process of recovering from heavy surgery trust me iso is trying to forget this <laughs> so i looked this up and the way this works is that with regular rest you recover uh, up to your body stat in hit points every day, and that basically allows you to recover. If at any point up until then you have any strenuous activity, uh, you break your stitches and you no longer recover hit points until you're treated again. Ooh, I gotta avoid Mavis. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Mavis and Reed both have similar things that they need to go do. You want to come with? I'll come with you, Reed. We haven't hung out much anyway lately. Yeah, it's been a little chill, you know. How are you doing? Almost murdered an enemy of mine recently in martial combat. Hey everyone, Art the Narrator here, just breaking through the fourth wall again to give a bit of context. So I know we've made some references to the Nomad Trial that Reed went to here and there, but there's a couple more references to it here, so I figured it's time to finally kind of explain what's going on there. At the time, we were new to recording and we lost the audio for the two-person session. We did everything we could short of a re-record, but unfortunately, nothing really worked out. So... Basically, here's how everything went down. Seems like you've run afoul of the tyrannical torment of tentacle tribulations. Who are you? And what are you doing in my house? Ron, read about it. Owner and proprietor of the Read About It Review, the number one source for the hottest in Oasis news, views, and people with nothing to lose. Okay, okay, but what are you doing in my house? The door was locked. How did you even... Ah, uh, see, you're asking the wrong questions, friend. What you should be asking is, what exactly happened that day at the Nomad Trial with Reed? Yeah, okay, so I was about to actually explain that. Uh, the truth and- is a beautiful bird of paradise, and I shall set it free for you, Mr. Narrator. Everybody knows the hardest-hitting news, haymakers, come straight from the sauce's mouth. What you should be doing is talking to Reed himself. None yeah, of this uh, exposition nonsense. You must respect your listeners. No, yeah, we tried that, um, but unfortunately, Jamie has a really busy schedule. Reed, and we- Reed, my good sir, Reed himself. I don't know how, nor hair, nor him of this Jamie. Sounds like an amateur hack, to be sure. Axis, am I right? Pish posh, I'm referring to the man himself, Reed. Yeah, yeah, Reed, I know, but without Jamie, we don't have Reed. And as I said, Jamie's schedule is just ridiculous. What if I told you I could get an exclusive interview with our notorious nomad chum and get him to spill the dirty deets directly? Oh, okay, you're like a friend of Jamie's or something? Yeah, something like that. You could say the word, my fellow, and Ron read about it will work his wonders with a revolutionary read about it rotoscopic receiver, patent pending. With just a shake of my hand, we can get you your interview before you can say, hey, that's no camera, that's a gun. (laughs) Okay, sure. Wait, wait, wait. What was that? Ah! Excellent. It's a deal. Ladies, gentlemen, and beauties beyond the binary, which is the flick of this switch, I shall start up the revolutionary read about it rotoscopic receiver to rip read into this reality from his reverie for a rip rearing and riveting review. Let's welcome, folks, the Aquila's very own Reed. <laughs> Great to have you here. I've had a long fucking day and. Wait. Where the fuck am I? The name's Ron. Read about it. Pleasure to meet you, Reed. Have a seat. Your fans have been simply dying to learn what happened to you. You'll be dying in a moment if you don't tell me where I am. What do you mean, fans? Your fans, Reed. The people out there love you. Come on, pull up a pew and let's get digging into the dirt on... Fans? (laughs) Like I have any fans. Feel any better? Ah! What the fuck? 
Fucking twins. Jesus I Christ. I see we've got a whole run foot here, Reed. Whoa there, cowboy. Let's put the gun down a second. Here, why don't you have a drink? We've got a lot to talk about. Okay. Fine. This clearly ain't real, so talk. There's some kind of fancy brain dance. That's an excellent question, Reed. One which we'll get to in due time, my friend. For now, we have some questions for you. We're going to start by throwing it straight back to your first dubious days at the Oasis. Record has it you were working as head of security for a convoy, the very same that was attacked by a band of nomads. The first attack of its kind in, let's see, 15 years? Such a coincidence. How did you manage to survive such an attack which took the lives of many a decorated Oasis security officer? Look, I don't know what you're implying, but if it wasn't for Gothard, we'd have fucking died. No two ways about it. He gave us an opportunity to escape. And look, I promised him I would keep this convoy safe. Keep whatever I could safe. And the word of the nomads is bond. You make a deal, and you do everything you can to keep it. Hell, I couldn't fucking run. But instead, we had to fucking fight off bandits after the car broke down. Fucking yellow jackets. Ah, yellow jackets. We'll get to those in a moment. But first, word has it among the casualties that day was a VVIP, a woman by the name of Lilith, mother to one Brandon Greenfield and ex-wife of Gabriel Greenfield. What happened there? And how did she end up dead in the middle of the desert? She may have the business end of a fucking sniper rifle, what do you think? Blood spattered all over the windscreen. You know what, why don't you ask Mavis? Sir, fuck up. Hmm, good idea. I'll do just that. In the meantime, let's switch topics to something more mm, close to home. Could you tell us what happened when you attempted to reach out to your clan, the Aguillas? Seems their welcome home was about as warm as a brand new Callum Coolum 3000 turned up to the max. Fucking Callum Watson? Oh, that's right. We haven't got there yet. Don't worry. What was your clan's reaction to your return? Well, the clan basically disowned me for a few days. But... Family's family. That kind of shit ain't gonna last long. That said, I heard Nova was over the moon to hear I'd failed. Again. Nova, is she part of the Yellow Jackets? She's only the fucking leader. So, yeah, I guess you could say that. Or maybe she was a leader. Was their leader? Pretty hard to lead when you're missing a throat. Right. Well, it seems you were ordered to attend a trial at Nomad's Paradise, the night that Opportunity Attacks played the grinder for Rock Hard Night. Did this have something to do with you, Nova, and the Yellow Jackets? Played? Uh, that's tonight, right? Did I miss a fucking concert? Uh, slip the tongue. Go on. Okay. Well, first of all, it's not a trial. It's called a Nomad Grievance Ceremony. Imagine Fight Club, but with bickering and the occasional big deal. Now, normally... It's just someone who's missing a socket wrench. And most of the time, if somebody's the shitter, then they're going to be the one who gets in trouble, right? No blood needs to be spilled. But if it ain't clear who's in the wrong, well, it can turn into a bit of a slugging match. So anyways, I challenged Nova. She had it out for me ever since I reported her to her boss for stealing. She carved her name into my neck right here and hired some scouts to do the dirty work and turn me out. The only problem was, she didn't expect one of my buzz boys to clock her by leaving the scene. And what happened at the trial? It wasn't clear who was in the wrong, so I tore her fucking throat out. Huh. Would you elaborate more on that? No. 
Well, we've only got time for one more question, Reed. Couldn't help but admire that pistol you've got there as you were shooting me to death a few times. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, this thing, it's fucking Militech Revolution. Clipped from some border agent. Got 12 drinks in him from Nomad Bar. It's a beautiful thing, right? Never jams, fully mechanical. Everything you can just replace. This is like the fucking Revolver of Theseus, you know? Eight-round replaceable cylinder. It's just... Standard eight-round cylinder, yes. Absolutely fascinating stuff, Reed. Well, it looks like we're about done here. All that's left is to get you ready for your shoot. Uh, take a step over Wait, here for what? me, Reed, won't you? That's right, over here. Shoot, uh, just, um, we're going to get you ready for the camera. Use hey, this mirror uh, here. Get yourself looking all sharp, and we'll just take um, a couple of shots okay. here. That's right. Wait, um, now, if you could just look fine. here for me. Just look okay, here for wait, me, Reed, and then... That's no camera, that's a... Well, listeners, that's all we have time for. What a scoop it's been. And jeez, what a mess we've made here. We'll have to do something about those pesky pistols next time. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Be sure to catch the next review to read all about it. This is Ron Reed about it, signing off. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, what was that? Who was that? No, not happening. We're going to stick with the regular canon and do backups on our recordings from now on. Sorry about that, folks. Back to the story. So, Reed and Mavis, both of you have decided that you have errands that you need to do, and it's, you know, tech and cyberware related, so you might as well go together. Hey, you, uh, wanna lift? Oh, yeah, we've not hung out in a while, Reed. I thought I'd come with you. And plus, if you get into any trouble, you know, last time you went off with someone, they got in a motorcycle accident, so, um... <laughs> This time, if, if you get in a motorcycle accident, I can fix you. If I get in a motorcycle accident, we're really in trouble, I gotta say. But I don't intend to ride any motorcycles, like, as a driver, so I think we'll be okay. Damn it, I was really hoping you were gonna say, I really don't intend to drive any to ride any motorcycles. I was like, then you arrive in front of Reed's motorcycle, <laughs> and Reed looks at you expectantly. Luckily, I thought a little bit ahead of where I was talking. <laughs> it's not very often that happens, but I did in this case. As I described before, there is a lot of stuff going on. There are people transporting stuff from place to place. Giant trucks filled up with bubble wrap and reflective material are being moved from place to place. There's gigantic machines that are being slowly transported from place to place, both in the sky and on the ground. And around the corner, you can hear there's some arguments going on um, and someone's screaming. It sounds like there's a bit of combat going on, but uh, it's far enough away that it's not your problem unless you want to make it your problem. We just sort of looks at this fancy causes some trouble. I'm here with you, bud. Whatever you do, I'll be there to back you up. You know that. <sighs> I mean, I do want to go help people, but... You got more important things to do. There's more shit we need to do right now. Yeah, you can't help no one if you're burnt to a crisp from the inside out. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Reed would like to try and find some kind of markets where he can pick up this ship. Okay. The list of instructions that you were given by Sedoy's agent have been dumbed down several levels to the point where even a nomad could figure it out. Oof. Um, so not only, it's not an insult, it's just, you know, yeah. well. you don't construct cyberware, <laughs> so it needs to be dumbed down a couple levels. Yeah, so fine. not only does it tell you exactly what you need to say and ask for at these individual places, it gives you the exact names of various types of shops that you can go to and, and check oh, out. Damn. Like you're not looking for a, uh, you know, a scrap metal shop. You're looking for a Freon supply unit things like that. Yeah. So you set your agent on finding a couple of these places and sure enough, several of them pop up. It's going to take about an hour or so to go around and collect all these pieces uh, assuming that they are all in stock. Yeah. I mean, to be 
uh, he's a nomad. He knows how to fucking do shit and find shit when it's not available, really. He's got a fucking 14 on trading. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so you feel relatively confident in this and yeah. sort of roll your eyes a little bit at the how dumbed down it is. <laughs> and you set off towards one of the markets that your agent has highlighted for you. As you're heading there, you and Mavis, you're driving your motorcycle, but sort of a part of your consciousness is talking with your agent to try and figure out like, all right, so what exactly are we coming into here and things like that. And your agent informs you that this market was actually set up very recently, was set up just this morning by the Oasis, and it is an emergency rations and supplies wave market. It says to expect that it is going to be exceedingly crowded to watch your pockets, watch your things, and lock up your bike and make sure nobody gets a hand on it. Yeah. You arrive at the Oasis uh, Emergency Rations and Preparedness Market and park your bike outside amongst many, many other either motorbikes or just regular pedal bikes that are parked around outside here. There are basically several levels of flying cars that are stacked on top of each other as well. There are a lot of people here from various different types of backgrounds. So you and Mavis step off the bike and are standing outside of this gigantic market. Now, to describe these markets to you, the amount of people that are here is very difficult to overstate. There is maybe about half a foot of distance between any one person and any other person. People are packed in here and sort of either waiting in line or shoving their way through to get to these vendors that are either standing on top of things and just yelling like, all right, how much do you want? How much do you, okay, get this guy some, get this guy some. Supplies are being given out kind of on that sort of basis. There's not really much haggling going on here because there's so much demand that they can kind of set their own prices. Yeah. But... Because this is Oasis built, your agent actually knows exactly where several of the pieces that you're looking for are. So it guides you through a bit of an AR overlay, you and Mavis, through this crowd towards one of the stalls where you're basically going to be getting a heat distribution module. Mavis, uh, watch your bag. Oh, I always do. Don't worry. It's going to be a lot of people. Well, there are a lot of people. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of people, he says, surrounded by people. Surrounded by people, yeah. <laughs> I would like to assist Reed in getting through the crowd by um, trying to think of a tactful way. No, no, no. I'm not going to yell anything. (laughs) Being Mavis, like I have a personal grooming score of a base of three. Same with wardrobe and style. Like Mavis doesn't look like a very healthy person to be near. And uh, I think I'm going to try and play that up just a little bit. Try and get people to stand away. Try and make a little bit more of a berth. Okay, um, I'm going to call that a streetwise roll. Oh, dear. Because <laughs> <laughs> streetwise is kind of how well you can navigate environments like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See what you got. 12. That's nice. a 12. You rolled a 9. Oh, hey. That's shockingly good for me. Uh, 12 on a roll of a 9 is... Hmm, that's a thing. I am not streetwise. (laughs) Mavis, you like tap Reed on the shoulder and kind of give him a, I got this. And you step forward and just kind of like wedge yourself in (laughs) between two people. Excuse me. You do this about six or seven times before you realize it's just, it's not really working as well. Like you're trying to kind of, you know, shove people around, but people here seem desperate enough. They don't mind rubbing shoulders with your dirty blood covered ass. Yeah, fair, fair. (laughs) Reed, I think this might need your skills more than mine, actually. 
I'll follow behind you in your wake, I guess. Well, it's not actually as diff- it's not difficult terrain to go through. It just takes a little bit of time. We just sort of used to crowds. Just sort of goes with the flow. If there's an opening, he feels it. I should have bought some flesh with me. Then they'd give me a bit of a birth. But oh well. That's no. a sentence. You live and learn. Don't take flesh with you. Gonna offer people some teeth. If this here would fucking stink to high heaven, Jesus. Well, exactly. But never mind. I, I know for another day. Oh, God. <laughs> you arrive in front of this basically just like a large truck that has the back open and various types of either air conditioning units or strange metal cooling tech in the back of it. And there's a sort of a small liner group there. And in front of it, the person who's kind of negotiating everything is this guy with dark, almost olive style skin standing up on the back of the truck that's extended. He's standing on the edge of it, coordinating with two very large people with cybernetic augmentations to help them move cargo much easier. He's standing next to him and directing them, looking out at people who are looking for stuff. And he sees the two of you approach and uh, points at you, Reed, over on the side of the crowd and goes, Hey, friends, coming here looking for some cooling equipment? This guy is relatively handsome, even for cyberware body sculpting perspectives. Yeah, that's me. What can I do for you? Uh, looking for a cooling heat sink. He goes, okay, what sort of size are you looking for? Small as you can get, really. Smallest we can get. Uh, We're making cyberware well, for it. I mean, it's cool. He grabs a bag of little cooling like, heat sinks that are about this big. <laughs> oh, they're cute. And he shakes them in front. He goes, this work? It looks like you normally prefer things a little bigger. And then he gives you a wink. <laughs> he just like raises an eyebrow and just sort of walks towards him and just goes so anyway I'm looking for something maybe a little bigger than that need something that can fit me the guy gives a bit of a devilish grin and then puts him (laughs) off to the side and says alright I got just the thing he goes over to the side opens up a small little box takes a look at it takes a look at you and then shuts it and brings it over to you and it's been clearly like manufactured it's it's not a just a raw piece but it looks like it would be pretty useful all right, um, how much for it, pal? Uh, for you, um, say, 70 credits. Make it 60 and you've got my number. He, he raises one of his eyebrows a little bit. <laughs> Can I get you to roll a wardrobe and style or personal grooming? Okay. However, I'm going to go for some luck. I'm going to add free to luck on that. Which one are you going to roll? <laughs> uh, personal grooming. Okay. That's a 17. Plus three, so it's a 20. He raises one eyebrow and he says, all right, 60. You got a deal. <laughs> he takes the box and writes a little something on it and hands it back over to you. It's got his name and is basically his tag written on it. Yeah. He goes by the name Fernesto Alexandria. Ernesto Alexandria. Fancy. And his code name or his, his, you know, cyberpunk name is Trigger. Yeah, he's got to send a ping through the agent, I guess. All right. You immediately send a ping to the agent and uh, his, his eyebrows raised again. And he goes, huh, pretty eager to make friends, aren't you? Well, looking forward to uh, to getting to know you a bit more there, um, Reed. Pleasure doing business with you. He grins and just walks away. <laughs> You grab the thing and walk away and just leave Mavis standing there. And Mavis just like, what the fuck? And just- 
The rest of the gathering of the materials is actually pretty easy. It's just like, it's a bit of copper wiring, some, some plating. This was the only actually like difficult and expensive part to find. Uh, so you managed to source all the materials for exactly what Sadoi paid for them, plus an extra 20 credits. It takes probably about an hour and a half to two hours. And Mavis, Reed is just all in his own head and has not even noticed that you weren't there and that you just rejoined him. Reed, you suddenly realize Mavis is there. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, hi. Hey, Reed? What? Reed? What's up? Hey, so back there, um, I know, like, you and him, but I, I, I don't know how, like, you know, uh casual you are maybe you want to come visit my room sometime <laughs> he just sort of grins and just sort of raises an eyebrow again and just sort of goes well you've never asked me this <laughs> and walks away i didn't realize how cheap of a whore you were <laughs> uh, 10 credits buddy Holy shit. <laughs> oh maybe strikes again <laughs> all right reed take 15 burn damage <laughs> Ablate your armor, your mental and physical armor. Jesus. <laughs> that happened. This has been Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, episode 24, Read the Room. As always, thank you for listening, and remember, we are entirely listener-supported and have never taken money for any sort of recommendation or mention, though not for lack of trying. If you'd like to pay us to say nice things about your stuff, please reach out to us on Twitter, at Oasis Cyberpunk, and help us turn this little side hobby into a continuous grind for content that slowly siphons away our love that we have for the game and the joy of creation and replaces it with piles and piles of cold, hard cash. Don't wait. Our DMs are open, so contact us today. Until next time, this is Artemis the Narrator, signing off.